Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Thursday, October 27th edition of the DC Daily Drop. Uh, Today is, or this month is the 15th anniversary of Smallville. Smallville's debut was first debuted on October 16th, 2001, and we're going to celebrate that by reviewing the pilot today. Um, So before we get into spoiling this 15-year-old episode, uh, what are your memories of the pilot, Zach? Uh, So obviously, this was the the very first time I ever got into Smallville, and it was kind of my re-getting into the world of comic book heroes and DC and everything. Um, I had kind of liked Superman before I watched this, um, but then watching this series and this episode got me started on it. Um, I really, really like Superman and just the whole aspect, you know, of an alien from a different world, figuring out his powers, um, with his adoptive parents on earth. And it was a really good episode for its time. Um, and even now it holds up pretty well, I think. Um, so I, I really, really liked this episode when I first watched it and it made me watch the rest of Smallville. So, yeah, I agree. I think it actually does hold up surprisingly well even i mean in story it's a great origin for clark kent and it also actually the cgi was probably better than i thought better than i remembered it's not yeah great but it's it, it's not terribly distracting for the most part and anything like that you can tell they put a lot of effort and you know there's some cheesy stuff in this episode and little things that they could have done better but overall it's it it's a great introduction to the superman mythos if you're new to it all right well let's hop into the episode then the um so the basic summary here if you if you have never seen the episode we've got we're introduced with a meteor shower that's what it opens up in um which is basically responsible for everything obviously bringing clark to earth from the exploding krypton but also meteor rock which is a recurring theme for about 10 years of the show. Um, (laughs) Meteor rocks always play a big role, especially in the early days when there was a meteor freak every week. Um, But that, of course, caused, you know, the death of Lana's parents, caused Lex to lose his hair, and it's what made the Kents find baby Kal-El. We meet Jeremy Creek in this episode, who's not important, but he's just the first freak of the week. He's got weird electric powers that aren't really... Explained he apparently chilled out for 12 years, not using them. He had, he was in a coma for 12 years and he had an an electrolyte imbalance. And so that's why he has electrical powers. Okay. Well, I must have missed that part rewatching it. Um, So uh, Lex Luthor immediately proves that he's a villain in this episode by in 2001, he was texting and driving. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we know. We immediately see that he is the villain of this story, even if he pretends to be friendly at the beginning. Um, So he runs Clark over off the bridge, basically. Clark saves him, and that somehow creates a friendship. Um, Clark learns how he is an alien and not just a normal boy. Um, And, you know, Clark's taken, becomes a scarecrow with Whitney, Lana's boyfriend, you know, taking him and putting him in a field and uh the end of the day clark saves the day go figure (laughs) yeah so uh like we said in the basic summary uh it opens up it's it's october 7th 1989 which is the date of the meteor shower so like we said in the basic summary uh 
it opens up with the meteor shower. Well, it opens up on the date of the meteor shower, which is October 7th, 1989. Uh, Jonathan and Martha are visiting Nell, who is Lana's aunt at her flower shop. Right. And young, La- young Lana is there. Um, and a young red-haired Lex Luthor is in the helicopter with his dad. And he's whining about how he doesn't like riding in helicopters. And his dad is like, be a man, little kid. <laughs> Lionel is still a jerk, even in 1980s. Yep. Um, so, but they land, and then Lex actually finds Jeremy Creek tied up because he is the the scarecrow in the middle of the field um, in 1989. And it's a terrible tradition of hazing at Smallville High. Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up if you think about it, or yeah. if you don't think about it. Either way, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the meteor shower starts. Lana's parents get dead. Lex's hair gets gone, and Kent's get Clark. <laughs> Yep, that, that pretty much sums it up. Those are the big three parts. But and yeah, so Li- Lionel like finds Lex in a, a med- in a crater basically with his hair gone and yeah, crying. And, uh, and of course, meteor rock, which we know is kryptonite, spreads everywhere. You know, in right. the water streams and all sorts of fun places. Yeah, and so like we said, that's going to be a big recurring theme for pretty much the rest of time. Yeah. Uh, and so... We cut to 12 years later, which is 2001, um, and Clark is a high schooler now. He he wants to play football, but his parents don't really want him to because they're afraid he'll use his powers or hurt somebody, um, but he's obviously he's upset because he's a little high schooler and he just wants to be cool and play football. Right. He just wants to be a normal kid. Yeah. Um, he's late for the bus, and so he uses his super speed to catch up. Is it, I think that's the first time we see him use any of his powers, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. It's cool. It's even cool today to still see that super speed sound. And yeah. Just running it. It's like <laughs> they use it pretty much every episode, but it's still cool. Yeah. Um, and so we meet Pete and Chloe, his best friends on the bus um, for the first time. Uh, and then we see that Clark has a crush on Lana, uh, but she's wearing a piece of the meteorite that killed her parents, which is kryptonite. And so he just gets sick every time he's near her. So he looks like a complete loser anytime she's around. Right. Which I'm just going to put this out there. If something like killed my parents, I don't think I'd be wearing it. Like, ooh, I want to remember my parents by wearing, like, I don't think Bruce Wayne would wear bullets on a necklace. That actually does sound like something Bruce Wayne would do. I mean, okay. he hangs, he hangs Robin's example. costume up in his Batcave <laughs> to remind him of what happened to Robin. I think that's very Batman. That's okay. That's a bad example, but I guess me personally, I wouldn't do that. But whatever. Well, you just couldn't be Lana Lang then. That's right. I don't think I could. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Creek shows up at the school and he breaks a trophy case and steals the picture of the football players that obviously probably tied him up and made him be the scarecrow. He hasn't really gotten over that, I guess. Um, well, he's been in a coma, so it, it it hasn't been very long for him. That's true. He just kind of woke up, and he looks the exact same age as 12 years ago. He hasn't aged. Still looks 30. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was just 30 like he as a freshman school. in high school, and <laughs> he's 30 now. Yeah. Um, that's so a, he that's goes, another thing. They never really talk about what grade they're in yet, but um, we know yeah. from the future, you know, Clark is a freshman, even though he can drive a truck around. Right. And, and it's assumed he's like 14, but... Um, I think he's. I think Tom Welling was like 24 at the time. He does a pretty good job of being a 14 year old, but you can tell. I mean, 
this is a grown man playing a high school freshman. Yeah, he's that's, pretty. That's every pretty developed high for show in the U.S. That's every right. show, so can't blame them, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to pay fourteen-year-old actors. There's all these rules about child labor. Oh yeah, good Stupid. point. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Jeremy Creek, after he's taking the pictures of the football players, he goes to take revenge, and he electrocutes one of them at their car shop, I think. So we see him use his super electrical powers. Uh, and then after this, we get to Lex texting and driving, um, and he hits Clark, runs off the bridge, and Clark has to save him. And Lex is like unconscious, but then wakes up, and he's like, didn't I hit you? And Clark's like, nah, man, you didn't hit me. You just, nah. Crazy. <laughs> so yeah, this this scene will be analyzed and reanalyzed over and over again. Um, it's a lot of stuff that comes out of this, and so just kind of seeds that suspicion in Lex's mind right from the start. Right. There's something different about Clark. Uh, and then we see Clark spying on Lana from his loft, which is going to be a recurring theme throughout this entire sh- show, pretty much. And he sees Whitney, or he, he sees her giving Whitney the necklace, and Whitney is her boyfriend who gets to play football because he's cool. Yes, he is. Then Lex uh, gives Clark a truck as a thank you, and Mr. Jonathan Kent is pretty unhappy with that. He doesn't like the Luthers, doesn't want his son hanging out with them, um, because they took his neighbor's farm or something. He's upset with them for some reason. Yeah, there's been a lot of shady... They get into that more later in the series, but the Luthers have done a lot of shady things to local Smallville farmers. Yeah. Uh, And he says it's normal for Clark to be upset. And Clark sticks his hand in a wood chipper and says, I ain't normal, man. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you think normal is, but that ain't me. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to see him. That's just, there's all kinds of funny things that he does like that, that only Superman can do. Right. Uh, and so they show Clark the spaceship and surprise him with the fact that he's actually an alien. And that's why you're not normal. Yeah. Which honestly, this is like. This is one of my favorite things about this whole series is just like actually getting to see young Superman and him having to deal with the fact like not only is he a kid growing up, he's a teenager, which just sucks in general being a teenager, but also he has to deal with the fact that he's adopted and he's adopted from another planet. Yeah, and he's he's really alone, especially in those first few seasons. Um, he's really only got his parents. I think in season two, Pete learns his secret, but... For the most part, he's alone, and that's really what they focus on the first few years. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's just really cool. I I mean, it sucks for him, but it's cool to see that that whole story unfold right? Um, and get that backstory. So, like, I think even when, like, I watch Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman, still in the back of my mind, like, this is, I think about, like, that those Superman had this same story. Like, I put this right. story onto other Superman. But, um, so Clark runs away to the cemetery. Because that's where you go when you're upset and you find out you're an alien. And he meets Lana there. And she talks to him about dancing and kisses him on the cheek. And Whitney is watching in the shadows. Yep. And he's not too now happy Whitney about Now Whitney's the creeper. Right. <laughs> um, Clark goes and t- talks to Lex and tells him that he can't keep the truck. Um, and Lex is like, oh, it's because your parents hate me. But I'm not my dad <laughs> and we're going to be friends no matter what. Yeah, that's really weird. So they sort of forced the friendship between Lex and Clark early on. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So Lex hits Clark with the car, runs him over with a car. 
and then tries to give Clark a present. Clark says no, and he's like, like says, I don't want anything getting in the way of our friendship. Like, <laughs> Dude, you're a grown man. Run a business. Why are you? Why do you want to be this guy's friend so bad? Or be friends with this fourteen-year-old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a weird thing. I, I like. I think it it gets better. I'm glad that Lex and Clark were friends, but yeah, yeah, it's it's awkward in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then we see Pete and Chloe are at the scene of a crime of somebody else who got electrocuted, and they take a picture of Jeremy Creek and end up comparing it to an old yearbook and see that it's the same 30-year-old man who went to school there 12 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they figure out that he's been he's been in a coma since the meteor shower, hasn't aged, has electrical abilities. Um, and then Chloe, Chloe shows Clark the wall of weird, and he's upset about that because he, he caused that. Like as a, It's not like he caused the meteor shower, but obviously he feels responsible for right. all of these things that happened. Yeah, he says it's all my fault, you know. And then Chloe and Pete are just like, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, and then uh, Clark gets picked up by Whitney to become the Scarecrow. And conveniently, Whitney has the necklace with kryptonite. And so Clark can't fight back and is forced to be the scarecrow. Um, Jeremy Creek finds him, but doesn't release him. He just, he's like, this is going to be better for you because he's going to go kill everybody at the dance. Uh, that's his plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Lex happens to drive by and releases Clark. And I th- he takes the necklace, doesn't he? The necklace falls off as he's like, jumps off the, the scarecrow thing or whatever so it falls off in the and then he takes off and lex picks up the necklace yeah clark runs off in his boxers to save the day (laughs) right (laughs) uh so runs off in his boxers and he's going to the dance to stop jeremy and jeremy tries to run him over with a car so it's gonna be a lot of times that clark gets hit by a car and a lot of times people are gonna find out that that just doesn't work there Um, are there's a lot of car crashes in this show too yeah (laughs) i can't imagine what they pay for car insurance (laughs) um so the car crashes um and hits i don't know hits a water main or something he like he gets water all over him and he short circuits and he doesn't have his powers anymore and he doesn't remember clark so clark's secret is safe and we'll see that a lot a lot of people have just really selective amnesia like they remember a lot of stuff but they never remember clark stopping them or saving them yeah or they get knocked unconscious whenever Clark is doing any saving. Right, which is pretty handy. Um, and so Clark has saved the day. Um, and he gets to watch angrily as Whitney and Lana dance together at the dance. And so he gets upset and he puts three of the football players' trucks on top of <laughs> <Yeah>. each other. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And nobody ever really thinks anything about it. That's never brought up again. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets them back for making him a scarecrow. Yeah. Uh, and so we go back to the Kent farm and Clark is up in the loft and he tells his dad uh, that he's not mad. He's, he's glad that they found him. And Jonathan says, no, you found us. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's great. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's great it's, to see that family relationship. It sounds cheesy, but yeah, the, like the Kent family is the heart of the show with Jonathan oh, yeah. and Martha and Clark. And, and it, it's like, there are good values and everything like that. So it's, yeah. Uh, and so, and then Clark also daydreams about dancing with Lana. And he like creepily says, thanks for the dance, Lana. 
and she turns around like at her house like she heard him or something and smiles <laughs> like he has super voice or something right <laughs> um but yeah that's how the, the episode ends um what'd you think about it tom yeah like what we said it's pretty awesome um <laughs> i mean i know there's things like i said that could be improved and little things but overall they do a great job this was a a huge project at the time to introduce a time in Superman's life that really hadn't been explored that much Mm -hmm. and say they do a lot to set it up. I mean, the casting for the most part is spot on, don't you think? Oh yeah. So, I mean, I think they did a great job for picking a good cast that will last. The Kents are, are great. Tom Willing does a great job as Clark, um, Pete and Chloe. And, and of course, yeah. Michael yeah. Rosenbaum as as Lex is the definitive Lex. Yeah, he's for me he does least. a great job. He does a great job with with what he's given. You know, he plays. You know, he seems like he's trying to do well, but you can tell there's something underneath that. There's some villainy under there, even if he doesn't fully show it yet. Yeah, and so yeah, this this series altogether, I think it just it answers a lot of questions for me that I mean I've always wanted to know, like as a super superman fan like what was it like for him growing up like how did he deal with that um how did he figure out how to use his power like there's a lot of powers he doesn't know about right now and we get to see that develop throughout the series right um i know a lot of people want to overlook this now that we have so many other shows but for hmm. 10 years it was basically the only comic book show on tv for the most part and you know this got a ton of fans into superman or comic books or dc or all of it you know yeah yeah and a lot of things you'll see in some of the the modern superhero shows um you'll be like oh they did that on smallville so like and smallville didn't have didn't have anything really to go off of they had the older shows but they they really did it their own way and it's kind of become the prototype for how you do a superhero tv show and just in small ways like Rewatching this now after, you know, seeing all 10 seasons and then seeing the new shows like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl, it's amazing all the things that you can see. Like you see the meteor shower and the way just the way it's done. I didn't realize how similar the particle accelerator explosion in the Flash was Yep. <laughs> until watching this. And, you know, both the way it's done on screen and the way it, you know, creates essentially meteor freaks or metahuman villains, whatever you want to call them there it's so similar and it and it's something they have to do for a show like this because for clark kent to be fighting someone every week you know i mean where are you gonna where are you gonna come up with that especially the first few years when they shied away from the bigger dc and superman villains yeah yeah and that's another another great thing too like now they can drop as many it seems like they can just drop as many names as they want and like big heroes and stuff but on this, they like tried really hard to not use people's trademarked names sometimes, which is pretty funny to see some of the names they do use. Right, like they well, they essentially outside of the main cast, they never introduced any DC characters until like season four. Yeah, you know, they sort of created their own or made completely new or just ripped off other DC characters <laughs> and made their own twist on them. But you know. So overall, if you're, if you're going to watch Smallville, I think it's definitely worth checking out again for most of you or for the first time. Uh, it's available now on Hulu and, of course, DVD and Blu-ray. So um, that's it for today. We'll be back again tomorrow.
Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.